0: sticker stack is getting pretty thin so if you want mostly skateboarding stickers get them now by donating at least ten dollars to the kevin lookins fund forward your receipt to mostly skateboarding at gmail.com along with your mailing address and templeton will send you some mostly skateboarding stickers you can find a link to donate in this week's show notes now on to the show hey welcome to the mostly skateboarding podcast i'm your host jason from frozen carbonite and I'm joined by Patrick Cunago and Mike Munson This week, we're talking about the new Quasi video, Grand Prairie, and the new all-timers clip, E.T. and Dustin. Grand Prairie, Quasi's new full link with a grip of bonus footage, was the talk of the skateboard internet this week. Patrick, what did you have
1: to say about it? I absolutely loved it. Um, I think the thing that's really awesome about Quasi is that they're kind of picking up all the fun stuff from Alien Workshop or where Alien Workshop left off. I love all the Ohio footage. I love the Richmond footage. Um, I think the other thing was like 20 minutes is the perfect length for a video. I didn't finish all the B-side footage. I saw it in bits and pieces, kind of floating around the internet, and I will probably go back and rewatch it tonight. I think the most important part of the assignment, though, was focusing on the main event, the 20 minutes. Uh, it was so 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 good. Um, I really like. I'm really down with Josh Wilson. Shout out to Dick Rizzo. Shout out to my man Paul Young, who definitely filmed a whole bunch of stuff in this video. But um, there is one question that's lingering in here: Is Quasi a little too serious? There's definitely fun and there's laughs in this hmm. video, but you know we're about to talk about the Alzheimer's video later. Are they a little bit too? Are they a little bit too dour? I don't know, Mike. What did you think?
2: I'm glad you brought that up, because I hadn't actually written it down. I've got, like, a different direction. But, yeah, I think it is kind of too serious. There's almost, like, it. correct me if I'm wrong or completely crazy, but there's almost, like, a self, at least maybe with this video, it's kind of self-conscious, or, like, there is a serious, serious streak to it. And um, I guess I'm agreeing with you. And, And it might just be that, like, you know it's skating and it's kind of discombobulated the way that like parts and whatnot don't match up but yeah there's just it's serious <laughs> anybody want to help me out with that synopsis <laughs> hmm.
0: yeah well i mean like they did pull a prank they can i mean like spoiler alert they conclude the video with a prank so uh like how does that match up with the
1: serious overtone or whatever i think it's the music I think that, uh, well, I got, first of all, I got a strong, um, for those of you who grew up in New York, CBS FM, which is the oldies station. And it always sounds like their broadcasts are coming through a tin can. And what's weird (laughs) is that oldies are really getting old. So at some point, CBS FM is going to be playing the greatest hits of, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s rap. I mean, they they can't go on playing Frankie Valli and the the Four Seasons forever. (laughs) And I think there is some Frankie Valli in there, right? Or am I dead wrong?
0: Oh, it, you're probably referring to a Justin Henry song, which is, like, I looked it up. Shout out the slap message board user who posted a, uh, like, a YouTube playlist of the soundtrack. It's some band called, like, the Otis 3 or some shit. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was, like, like the Mamas and the Papas or uh, Spanky and Our Gang. Or, you know, it had that, like, ill, like, late 60s, like, hippie, like, almost like we're in a cult type of vibe. <laughs> but, uh... But is yeah, it I,
2: sneaky contemporary.
0: Yeah, man, you know how yeah, like shit okay. moves, moves in circles. Like whatever was
1: cool 30,
0: 40 years ago it was probably fucking like craft work.
1: Oh, because there's also there's a there's a Zappa song almost immediately after that, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a Zappa
0: song in yeah, in Dick Rizzo's part right before that. But um, yeah, like I I thought the music was pretty on brand. Like the you know, well, first of all, Quasi is cool because it. Exists completely out of like the bi-coastal like skateboard axis. Usually, it's like oh, like oh, pros live in California. They do like a New York trip or whatever the fuck. These guys, they just go back and forth. I get it. Looks like from where Dayton, Ohio, or wherever the headquarters is to Richmond and back, and they just skate whatever the fuck is in between there. Maybe like state college. They stop at skate, state college. Right. Jay Johnson there, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was stoked on all the the Richmond footage, definitely because I live here. They did crazy shit on stuff that I drive past all the time. Like especially Dane Barker, I think like more than half of his part is Richmond shit. Like he does that frontside blunt slide on that giant hubba, which is insane. Like that thing is like neck high. Like if you, I don't know how you would survive if you slid out or whatever. So um, stoked on that. Oh, my favorite part was, I think my favorite part was probably Bobby De Kaiser, just because it's basically all like city plaza footage you know what i mean kind of reminded me of rick howard's part in uh questionable like with the canadian flag and you see the sky needle just skating all these crazy like marble cathedrals i guess that's what the music made me think of like he's in some fucking marble cathedral or whatever you know so i thought that song fit or whatever so see you
2: bring up you bring up that song and i think of like bledsoe's song like uh bleeps and bloops of whatever (laughs) it was and it's 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 shit like that where it's like organ music for de and like it's it's kind of self-serious i think yeah like 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 my thing is i really am not into people skating to music that like you'd never sit down and listen to yourself like uh maybe i'm being judgmental but like the the sicario soundtrack (laughs) i'm not super familiar with that
0: but like that one Caleb's gates to like some song from the Sic- Sicario soundtrack and was, like you know random shit like that. So wait, I mean I... maybe I'd
2: pivot a, a little from like like film scores because that kind of strikes me as different, but it is in the same vein. Patrick, you know way more about music than I do.
1: I don't know about that, but so that's interesting. That's an interesting perspective because more recently over the years, you've seen some some skate companies and some video producers decide to pick library music really really obscure stuff i mean you're seeing it in the quasi videos um, you see folks who are picking songs like deep cuts from soundtracks john carpenter wasn't wasn't there a like a hockey or an fa video which had some stuff from was it cannibal holocaust which is not john carpenter if i remember correctly right
0: yeah it was probably something like
1: that yeah i'm terrible with horror movies so please you know don't crucify me internets but there's yeah they, like so Mike, like you prefer, would you say that you prefer a soundtrack where you feel like, hey, this is gonna put me onto some really cool music that I can actually skate to, or drive around, or just listen to when I'm out? So, like, Questionable, for example, there's nothing. Wa- there's stuff that's definitely outside of the mainstream that's on Questionable, on the Questionable soundtrack, <laughs> but it's not unlistenable.
2: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good line line in the sand, so to speak, you know. And I actually I think it's a uh, Dane's second song it's like a god star track like you know i'm sitting there with an ipad watching the video pull out the phone like yo what is this siri got me got me up to
0: speed does, you know, does she I, does she respond to yo what is this or do you have, to, <laughs> or do you have got, to say what song is it i gotta be a little bit more formal yeah yeah, yeah, yeah she's
2: she's pretty formal but yeah I, I do like getting new song, you know new music from skate videos just because like i think that's that's something that i grew up with for sure. And I do want to shout out, I, we've, we've mentioned it on here before, but Henry Willett, a uh, one-time Minneapolis local, I think he might be out east now, he has that uh, Twitter thread that he might still be adding to where he shouts out film score songs used in skate videos. And uh, it's got to be a dozen songs that he's that he's located and synced up with the clip. So
1: Templeton, if you can dredge that one up. So I appreciate it when folks will really go out of their way to find something very, very weird. And so like the quasi video kind of makes me feel like I'm listening to a bunch of Kanye West samples, right? Or Mad Lib samples, like really kind of somebody was digging through the dollar bin to find some of these songs because I can't imagine them being used in any other way. And it kind of gives them a new life. And I guess there's something in both about this video. And also the Alzheimer's video that seems like it's like a nice sort of middle finger to these very 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 obvious very, very obvious videos from about fifteen years ago where you just felt like the soundtracks were wholly uninspired that you didn't feel like you were getting any idea of the taste of the team, the person who was doing the music supervision, and you just felt like, ah, they could afford to license whatever or they didn't care, so they just put you know whatever music and so then I guess that brings us to the question of thinking about a skate shop, thinking about a, a park or a pool or whatever, why is it sometimes skaters will gravitate towards the same music? Like for example, you could go to any shop in LA and you can walk in they might be playing Black Sabbath. Ozzy is amazing. The first 5 Sabbath records are fantastic, but I don't need to hear them for breakfast, lunch and dinner.
0: They they never play uh any of the Dio, the Dio era. Oh hell no. No uh <laughs> no mob no mob rules or a well, born again is Ian Gillan or something. No, nothing past. Uh, never say die or whatever.
1: Yeah, not even never say die. I've never heard. That. I've actually never heard that <laughs> never record in public. Die kind of, never, never say die kind of sucks anyway. Like it's it's weird. Or like you hear Joy Division. You hear for years the only hip hop you'd hear was Tribe or Hieroglyphics.
2: Yeah, I mean, at the uh, while I'm saying like I only like certain kinds of music and videos. I mean, skaters are definitely like kind of like <laughs> ride with the pack type folks where you know there's i don't know there's just those favorites yeah
0: it seems like every so often there's a band that comes out in the video and like all like the uh like the younger skaters i know like get way into it like that band dr dog that must have yeah. been like eight like eight years ago or something they were in a bunch of videos and like everyone started listening to them we like beirut like beirut was in a bunch of videos mm-hmm. you know like sushi of course is like biggest bait. Be- Favorite fan or whatever like so, like shit like that like some shit comes out and like throughout the uh whatever the grapevine or whatever like a bunch of skaters start like fucking with it real heavy or some shit like that
2: well going you know going me even further back like how much built to spill did i listen to because oh yeah yeah videos and shit yeah i
1: don't know I, I just i just don't understand it i mean especially for example i don't need to hear slayer at a skate park ever again and that's no disrespect to Slayer, but there's so much other metal. Like, for example, I've ne- outside of New York, I have never heard Candiria at a skate spot or in a skate shop. Why aren't y'all listening to Candiria? <laughs> and that's like, that's, you know, I'm showing my age here. That's like, we're 20 years behind the times, you know?
0: Yeah, like with, uh, with Slayer and shit like that, I don't know where I read this or whatever, but like, it's really hard to skate to like thrash metal or whatever, because your skating has to like, match the aggression and that's really hard with street footage unless you're like uh, Chris like Chris Cole in his prime Chris Cole or some shit like that you know
1: I guess so it just it's just there's something about it that's a little bit annoying and to that Dr. Dog point <laughs> that was an embarrassing era for skating like you had like a contingent escape point that picked like the worst of quote unquote college slash indie rock and really went with it like Beirut really no there's it's
2: it's such a it's a line that has to be walked
1: where you know
2: just certain songs are very, very much of the time when they came out and yeah i know exactly what you're talking about where it's like you can pinpoint it it was a blip like it was hot for a second it's no longer hot and and it just like sticks out and it's almost intolerable just because like you know exactly the time and place of that song and its time and place ended it, yeah
1: or like, uh, what's that uh, Band of Horses and Guy Mariano's comeback part? Now I understand Like, there's a certain uh, nostalgia that's attached to that now, considering that so many years have passed, and that was a significant mile marker in his career. But I cannot stand them now because I always just think, God, it got overplayed way, 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 way too much. And a lot of YouTube kids and I used to, you know, a lot of folks who did YouTube edits used to use the same songs as you'd find in videos that were big 2007 to about 2012 and oh, that yeah, was like
0: like modest mouse or whatever oh hell yeah uh, uh, Oh modest
1: hell. Mouse song. i was like don't y'all like actually like dig in the crates <laughs> do you have taste although
0: like the flip side to that coin like we meaning like skaters of uh a certain age like our age pretty much did get put onto like a shit ton of cool shit by like ty evans with, with like trans am and tortoise and stereo lab yep and yep. all that shit Shit that i still listen to like to this day you know so hey kind of goes uh both ways but um back to the video what y'all think of justin is it justin henry or justin henry justin henry yeah, justin yeah what y'all think of justin henry's uh debut pro part
1: there I feel like he was already pro. He had the the pro shoe before the board. Did anybody else have that? Oh, yeah. He had the pro colorway. Hmm. Or maybe it's an AM colorway. Like the world, the the all crispy white Vans. Um, I think it's well-deserved. I'm super hyped on his skating. And also, what's really dope is that he's an Ohio dude. There's obviously footage of him from other parts of the country, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be moving to either coast anytime soon. And I think this goes back to an earlier point that was made about how Ohio has managed to maintain this really kind of insular, but at the same time, relevant skate culture, you know, going back to the 1980s and all of the DIY and uh, backyard mini ramps and vert ramps that were there. Was it Skatopia? Is that the place that's in Ohio? I believe so. Yeah. Obviously, Alien Workshop. I mean, Quasi is, you know, comes from the ashes of uh, Alien Workshop, I guess 2.0. And I was thinking about this, and I know we're going to get into this later, but y'all definitely watch, did y'all watch the the Versus, Isley Brothers, and Earth, Wind, and Fire?
0: Oh yeah, I watched the whole thing.
1: Yeah, likewise. So the Isleys are from Ohio. So are the Ohio players, obviously. The OJs, Devo. Guided by voices there's so much amazing music. oh, the breeders Kim and Kelly deal they're also from Dayton there's so much good music and culture in Ohio, partially so, uh, because of its industrial history and its strategic location on the Great Lakes, and also the fact that because um, it's so close to Detroit, like uh, Toledo, right Toledo was one of those cities where you know if you were band from Detroit and you wanted to see if you could make it you know make it pop outside of Detroit, you know you'd go down there and I think that rubs off in the skating too. And I think it's awesome. And I don't think that there's too many other places like that. It almost feels like, it almost feels like a weirdo version of Philly. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Like, uh, like there's some spots that are kind of crusty. It's like in Cincinnati, like a bunch of those spots that you see in like, uh, Al Davis footage sometimes, you know what I mean? And, uh, Oh, by the way, while we were talking about Ohio musicians, got to shout out my favorite band integrity from Cleveland.
1: Oh, they're from Cleveland? They're from Cleveland, baby. Wow. Oh, yeah, Per Ubu, who I think are also from (laughs) Cleveland. But anyway, back to Justin Henry. (laughs) Um, What do y'all think? Do you think, for example, like, do you think he's going to stay on vans? Do you think he's going to dig into a lengthy career? Or is he going to be kind of like a a cater, right? Where you you always get to feel like this guy is going to be one foot out the door at some point he's going to decide he wants to do something completely different with his career cuz i think cater has been threatening to do that for some years now and he's the dude is only like 18 19
0: yeah i mean definitely a solid pro um are we asking like if he's going to leave vans for nike or something Yeah, or? Will, he, will he
1: dip will he dip to nike will he eventually decide like i don't want to do quasi or will somebody will somebody scout him
0: yeah kind of hmm, kind of think not cuz Gilbert is, you know, probably like a big, big brother type of figure. I'm um, guessing in that kind of uh, in that orbit. So I'm guessing not, but uh, yeah, who knows? But he definitely, definitely very current. You know what I mean with the tucked-in shirts and everything. Definitely the most like current skater in terms of like personal branding and shit on the team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, yeah, definitely has a. Yeah, definitely has a potential to be a really solid pro.
1: Like moving forward. All right. Yeah, dude. I
2: don't think the way it, like the way the Nike's and the Adidas are going with their skate programs, I don't think you walk away from Vans anytime soon. So, I would be shocked if that happened. Do want to mention, I think the 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 clip that stood out the most to me, I think it's UCI in Chicago. He does that gnarly nose grind mm-hmm. on a hubba against a wall that's like really rugged. Did see on the internet, I guess Ryan Lay has also done that trick, but
1: um, both of those moves are really rugged. Shout out to Ryan Lay, who's currently hiking across the length of Arizona, north to south. What? No shit, huh? Yeah.
0: Is it, how do you survive? Like, Isn't that like desert? Or
1: yeah, I think he's in the mountains now. He was rocking the zero-degrees sleeping bag, um, and it's still c- relatively cool enough at this time of year that you can do it. Yeah, Mike, you're definitely right. I, I feel like, I think I saw something like Zion. I thought Zion was wearing Vans recently, so he's off Nike, right? Evidently, so yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe maybe core is maybe core is cool again.
2: Core might want to support skaters more than uh than some of the other. Well, yeah, I mean the 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 big talking point right now is just Nike. I don't want to say cutting fat, but uh, I think the new CEO, from what I've been hearing, is just you know across the board anything that's anything that's deemed extra is being cut rumors about you know legacy type people being on the chopping block over there so um vans just seems more stable from what i can tell i guess and yeah i do agree with you jason like the the gilbert influence of kind of that sponsor alignment like Yeah, yeah yeah and i i think i mean they they thanked vans in the video pretty clearly you know so sponsorship there doesn't wouldn't surprise me so Seems like a stable, good setup, man. Vans and Quasi, that is.
1: Hell yeah. Okay, so then the follow-up would then be this. Because um, we're talking about crusty skating, rocking Vans, Bondo. Is it okay to put Bondo down? Like, when is it okay? When is it not okay? Because there's um, like a little skit in there in which they're putting some Bondo down to skate a gap.
0: Oh, I, th- I think it's fine. Like, I think, I think all types of Bondo skate, uh, skate spot repair are fine.
1: When is it too much, too much, though?
0: Mm, if it's, like, run up for a rail or something, that's fine. Definitely the type of shit that um, Brian Panabianco does with the ledges is 100% okay. Like, that's awesome. Um, when does it get too much?
2: Patrick, in the group chat, did you share that? I forget whose account it was, but it's that New York rail. People skated over the top, and someone had bonded literally, like, 16 feet of the run-up. <laughs> Like they smoothed out a brick patch and just it's just a sea of Bondo now.
1: Oh, yeah. That's too much. I think it was Village Psychic who, pointed that, uh, who, who posted that. That's awful. That's uh, unforgivable. <laughs> I feel like you'd be better off bringing some duct tape and a huge piece of plywood. At least that can be picked up and put in a van and taken away.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, with Bondo, if it's your job to skate, okay, do it. But, yeah, in a lot of ways, it's like, Really, you can't skate around that, or you know, there's there's a sign up a curb. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with signs. I'm good with augmenting things to make it work if it's unworkable. But a lot of the time, it's like more interesting just to skate stuff as it is. Again, if it's not your job,
1: yeah. And then I also I'd follow up with this that um, I feel like if you have no idea what you're doing, don't mess with bondo, don't mess with Creep because I've noticed that some DIYs that folks will either augment or they'll make obstacles, which are actually dangerous to skate. And I don't mean that. In a, in oh, yeah. Like, you're just like, this is, you know, this will pitch you. This is way too steep. This is going to crumble. Like, somebody's going to ollie on this. And it's going to collapse anyway. Like, it's not reinforced correctly. So on one hand, I feel like you have to learn. There's, that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the process. But in some instances, I feel like just, just don't do it. Just leave it be.
0: Yeah, like you see, shit that's like a looks like a lump of gravel, like, like up against the wall. You know what I mean? Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Like where, like you um, can picture that. <laughs> they where they like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they failed to like they didn't let the concrete set for long enough. And if you live any place where there's weather, for example, any kind of moisture gets in there, it's gonna collapse. So come on, y'all, do better.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that's one of the first things I learned from DIY spot making is like you gotta do it like in the summertime when it's, like, hot and dry as fuck. Or that's at least the ideal time to work with concrete.
1: Yeah. And also, like, be safe. I mean, I understand that folks kind of feel like uh, they want to be tough. But, I mean, I don't know if y'all have ever skated a ramp or skated anything that has kind of toggle. you know, like it's toppled or a part of it collapsed inwards. Like, that's a terrifying feeling. That's worse than any slam. Because then you really have no idea what's going to happen. At least, like say say... Fall down some stairs. You get pitched because you hit a rock. You, um, you know the board slips out. You can mentally anticipate that, but for a piece of a ramp to just fall right through, your leg just goes through it. It's a body slam and worse. You know, and you know not to say that skaters are you know are litigious, but (laughs) wouldn't you feel like I'm going to sue? Sue Jimmy who made the DIY. That'd be amazing. (laughs) Uh, sue. But where do
0: you like just find out like through the grapevine like who bond who who like bondoed like a whole 20 foot strip and like sue them or something i don't know do you, like, where do you serve you them get there
2: you, be you hilarious get, you, you get their story archives and discovery
1: and just fucking like, go out. yeah after yeah. yeah yeah It's yeah, like yeah. hey buddy i'm gonna see you in court
2: <laughs> gravel with no rebar under this ramp
1: what kind of amateur shit is this <laughs> also also, this is something interesting too. Um, one of my cousins pointed this out when he came to visit first time he came to visit us in the US, he was visiting from, from Uganda. And he said the fascinating thing about construction sites in America is how unsecure they are. He so said that if this is anywhere on the African continent, he says all this concrete, all this rebar, all these cinder blocks, like this stuff would have been stolen. And it's amazing how much stuff you can take. Because there's, for example, there's a there's a job site around the corner from me. They're building a block of apartments. And about a month ago, there was a flatbed truck that was parked overnight, which just had a whole, probably about, you know, a thousand cinder blocks just chilling on it. Now, I don't know what you're going to do with those, but you could definitely use them for something. You know, you could sell them, you could build something with it. But that's, that's kind of an amazing thing I've, I've noticed. Um, once, you know, my cousin pointed that out to me, like, I, I can't unsee it. Right, not even a secure like not even an armed guard. Nothing. Like a lot of construction sites, you can kind of just walk off with things. Not yeah, to say it, that it, you should. It,
0: it, it seems like uh, the, like lifting wood and materials from construction sites got left in the '80s in the jump ramp, yeah. jump ramp era. Mm-hmm. Man,
2: they just uh, they did some road work and they had to take down like the fence that borders these railroad tracks, and so the top bar of the old fence. Is just laying on the on the on the ground there, and I was like, "Ooh, flat bar? No, no, like double sided <laughs> slider bar. You know, like normally you'd have it as PVC, but you know, there was enough pipe there to to have two sides. Yeah, no, I think I think we took like part of a soccer goal one time and made a, a flat <laughs> bar out of it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, if you like cut it. Oh yeah, that that that's a good idea.
2: It, it was the perfect size already, hence. Why we, you know, dragged it half a mile to wherever.
0: Well, uh, oh yeah, back to the video real quick. So do you guys think that Quasi or Alien Workshop 2.0 has the uh, the zeitgeist or the juice from the original Alien Workshop?
1: Quasi, definitely Quasi. Not a knock on Alien Workshop. I guess it would be 3.0 now. Who knows? <laughs> I've kind of lost track. But the thing is, Quasi, I think, has picked up all of the best bits from the last iteration of Alien Workshop and bought them into a new decade. And they have their lane, and it's super awesome. And I think the other part is they got Jake Johnson. I think having Jake Johnson as one of your principals and having him kind of managing the vibe, I think that's what's what's really giving them life. Because by contrast, who's doing that for Alien Workshop?
0: Yeah, I would. Uh, I would agree, especially since his part in Minefield is like for a lot of kids, like the part of you know, you, you know what I mean, that formed their skating. It's like the uh, like, like what Mike Carroll's part in Questionable is to us or whatever. Like people like Mike and me is to your average skater like nowadays. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Uh, plus, like they kind of like take like the the mi- some of like the middle American weirdness that alien workshop had going on and kind of like leaned on that and kind of got rid of like the conspiracy theory, uh, alien new world order shit. So yeah, I would agree as well.
1: Well, surprisingly for workshop, like that actually became passe. That, that is now fully mainstream yeah. like American politics. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we talked on this on, we talked about that on this podcast before, like conspiracy theory shit is like, like the mom next door is all about it, you know?
1: <laughs> exactly Literally. so yeah. it's not countercultural. it's not rebellious it's not cool it's 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 now just part of the normal american political discourse and the workshop occupied an interesting lane when they were really really into that and now it just seems unnecessarily dangerous but that's a whole other discussion mike who do you think's got the juice
2: i mean it's quasi just with the continuation and some some of the you know the really good skaters involved that were also on workshop i would say that it's it's cool that some of the original workshop the minds behind the workshop are still over there i think i was trying to track down whichever one of them the the original workshop guys whichever one of them is the more paranoid living in like a former nuclear bunker i was i was trying to get a hold of him for some story i was trying to do And I think Joe Castrucci got back to me. And so, like, some of those original minds that made it cool in the first place are still there. So, like, I guess I'm kind of... This is a little contrarian. I'm I'm trying to vie for the OG workshop. But, um, yeah, because sometimes I just don't... I I actually don't get what Quasi's trying to get at. Like, their boards for a while were really, really just esoteric to me, and I didn't think much of the graphics. They've actually kind of grown on me as of late and I think they've maybe gotten a little bit more direction and we just a little bit more behind them but uh, yeah I think that's the entirety of my answer I, I, I like I'm nostalgic for Alien maybe more than anything else like bringing up the conspiracy theory of the 90s shit the X-Files feeling you know where yeah, yeah. like that was a really cool feeling back at a certain time.
1: Here's the thing about Dayton, Ohio, Guided by Voices. It almost feels like with Guided by Voices that they're the answer to what happens if the characters in Bruce Springsteen's Glory Days actually made it, like something good happened for them. So Anthony Popolardo references a documentary, in his write-up about the Quasi video, references a documentary of Guided by Voices from around the time that the album Alien Lanes came out. And they went from being this weird band of... Working class and middle class Ohio dudes. Actually, no, I'd say, yeah, they kind of like solidly middle class Ohio dudes with jobs, mortgages, marriages, children, to all of a sudden being indie rock gods. Like on the cover of Spin Magazine, going to South by Southwest, and they're in there. They're all our, at the time, they were all our age. Like late 30s, early to mid 40s, and all of a sudden, they're cool. Not just cool, like they're actually, actually hip. And I got to wonder, like, what is it about a place like Dayton? Because I remember reading years ago, this one music author saying that he went to hang out with the guys from Got It By Voices, and he said he couldn't keep up. He said, oh, they just drank and partied and played music and drank and partied and played music like they were in their early 20s. And these guys at the time were probably well into their 50s. So what is it Hmm. about Dayton that allows you to do that? I have no idea. (laughs) What's
0: there? Is there there Dayton University? You know they have, like, the Dayton Flyers. So...
1: Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Is it is it like the combination of like a cool local watering hole and you know maybe your mortgage is paid off or or what? Yeah,
0: maybe real estate. that will give me some juice for sure. Real estate's probably not that expensive out there. I would guess is uh is Justin Henry from Dayton or
1: somewhere else in Ohio? I'm not sure actually. Oh, let's look. I this think up. he's from like
0: yeah, I think he's from like a southern. Southern half.
1: While
2: uh, while Patrick does the does, does another geography check for us, <laughs> Columbus. I do have to shout out. I got to shout out Gary Collins, uh Cincinnatian. Been a long time fan of him.
1: Instrument skateboards. That that was cool. Justin Henry is 24, or yeah, 24 coming on 25, I think. And he's from Columbus, Ohio, which is kind of in the middle of the state, but kind of leaning towards the southwest. Um, not too far from Dayton or from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. All right. So from Justin Henry, we go to Dustin Henry, or Dustin Henri, however you want pronounce it, who along with Etienne Gagnier, stars in Alzheimer's new clip, E.T. and Dustin Mike. Did this one hit different?
2: It, it did. I enjoyed it quite a bit watching it this afternoon. Let me find my notes,
1: you guys.
2: Yeah, I really think... Uh, Etienne, Etienne. What's what's our ruling? Patrick.
1: Oh, Etienne. It's French for Stephen.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Etienne, he really has me in my skate mind of minds, like wanting to make a lot of fashion mistakes for a 39-year-old man in the summer. Like jean pants, shorts, really baggy, like some crazy shirts. I don't know. It's tempting. My other thought, Dustin Henri who knows we don't know um that guy I'm, I'm like pretty cool on manuals right now i i had a falling out with manuals but that dude can really manual really well i think he did a backside 180 to switch manual in seattle on that brick manual pad and the way he gets his body around to being like it almost looks like a regular manual um is quite a feat i enjoyed the video where were where you at with it jason
0: Listen, uh, ever since Etienne came out or came on the scene or whatever, I was like, this kid, he's like the French-Canadian Guy Mariano, just like with how effortless is it is that he does shit. And yeah, I I still think that, you know what I mean? Like, he could probably do any ledge trick that he wants to. He does some gnarly ledge tricks in this one, like uh, Over the grade at Flushing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but it seems like he's in his own, like, vibe of or own lane of just, like, doing like a uh, sick like ditch spot like ditch to ledge type shit you know throw some rails in there throw some ledges so yeah that dude uh, definitely looks cool on a skateboard man plus like okay here's here's my thing the only issue i had with the outfits was he wears a dallas cowboys hat and a yankees hat at one at one time in the video not at one time but like you know what i mean at different times i mean like the two most uh front-runner-type franchise. But you know what I mean? But I that's, mean, just me, like, um, that's just me. Like, That's just
1: me, like, awesome. I feel like, um, especially in New York, I think there's definitely a contingent of folk who actually do support both, like my homeboy Nick, uh, especially if you grew up in the 90s and maybe you just were you were a kid and you were attracted to a certain team and now you're stuck with them. And also, like, shout-out to D.C. There's a lot of people in D.C. who support the Cowboys, if only because the Washington football team was the last... NFL team to desegregate, so out of spite, oh, yeah. a, a lot of people support, mm-hmm. supported and yeah. still support the Cowboys, like whoa, in D.C., like the whole DMV actually. Mike, do you think that you could wear some shants this summer? Like, they're shants. <laughs> they're shants. I don't know if they're shorts or pants. Man, Like, I'm not
2: truly stocky like our guy is. Like, Alzheimer says, stocky skaters just on log right now between ah uh, etienne I, i've already forgotten how to say his name properly you, you Steven. got it
1: etienne, <laughs> etienne. Steve, <laughs>
2: be, between steve and will marsh like they're they're just running the table and i do think that that cowboys hat at least i remember the cowboys hat i think it's worn because it's like one of the most hideous hats ever made but um yeah i don't i don't i don't think i got the gas to really run chance like that i Jason. wish i did
0: what about you? Did you yeah, ever own a pair of shants? I, I, uh, I think I wore some big shants like that in like 1993 or 94. Like they were like 40s. I think there were some 40s, uh, like ginormous shorts with like a Rick Howard shirt or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean it's cool. Like I haven't skated in shorts in like almost 30 years. I guess I just never do it.
1: What? But
0: no, yeah, mental thing. But, um, yeah, if I'm just, like, chilling or whatever, I'll wear it. Uh, I'm one of those dudes that wears, like, the same pair of camo cargo shorts all the time in the summertime if I'm not skating. Uh. So, yeah, don't know about the jorts. I can get back into that scene again. I'm, uh, might have to leave that in the, uh, the sands
1: of time. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you actually, you, you, you brought up a great point saying that there's a lot of fashion crimes in this video, I think it's going to inspire a whole bunch of kids and grown adults to start really digging through the thrift shop. Like, not even actually trying to curate a look, but just saying like, "Oh, let me just buy some clothes by the pound and see see what the hell works." Like, there's somebody right, in there yeah. wearing a snapple hat. Like, first of all, where did you find that?
2: That's a that's a come up. Maybe it's like uh, old Sopranos, like offloaded. <laughs> Someone I saw some tweet where it pointed out that they're always drinking Snapple on the Sopranos. So
0: Oh, by the way, we uh I know this is a previous topic, but shout out Dick Rizzo for bombing the hill at the Sopranos house. Hell yeah. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in the uh somewhere in the nine seven three area code, I guess. Yep.
1: yep. We are yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you ever sometimes just like go down a rabbit hole on YouTube and watch Sopranos food um compilations where they just show the food that they're eating god
0: wow i never have i want to right now
1: like it's just like it's just like the gabagool 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 It's like oh come here <laughs> yeah, with the gabagool yeah, that,
0: i've seen that gabagool clip
1: across, yeah, gabagool uh, is delicious by the way timeline.
0: and oh they god, never have dude, it they crazy. never have it at um at wegman's when i go there like at the deli i'm like where's the capicola i'm like there's no capicola
1: <laughs> you gotta go in there like uh was that episode of the Sopranos of uh, Tennessee Moltisanti, where he comes into the Italian bakery and tells the guy, get a box, fill it with Neapolitans, Shreyadell, right? <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. of like the different types of cookies, yeah, like you gotta classic. come in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Christopher. Just let movie. him know you
1: mean business.
0: But um Yeah, back to the video. Like I, I think you know, we talked about twenty minutes being the perfect time. Like another school of thought is like the montage. Like the two part plus montage video, clocking in around ten or eleven minutes is the best format. Oh, the or Tim and Henry, the best format. Yeah, the Tim and Henry. Yeah, I'm I'm in
2: agreement with that. I have that written down. Ideal runtime: eleven minutes.
1: Yeah, nobody's got time. Well, not nobody's got time for more. But if today, <laughs> you know, like I got ran a conference today that was pretty much what from seven o'clock in the morning, West Coast time, until about three p.m. And there was, a, there was a helicopter going around the neighborhood at something like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what they were looking for. But I felt kind of like uh, when soccer players have a big match and then the fans decide to aggressively start hanging out outside their windows and sending off flares. of just like, the universe <laughs> is trying to fuck me up today. But nope, still made it. I was, I was, thinking, about, I was thinking about something with, with Etienne. He has this ability to skate some of the weirdest spots. Like, so, for example, I think there's probably in around the, the seven-minute mark, he does a backlip. Uh, yeah, I think it's backlip. I don't know if it's backlip 360 shove-out or backlip uh, big spin-out. And it's at this church, which is around the corner from the Washington and Vineyard DIY in mid-city in L.A. And the ground there, first of all, is not smooth. The stairs are slightly uneven. I think there might be either some earthquake damage or root under there, and the landing is terrible. And he's he's got control. And I've noticed something about him too. I don't think I've ever read an interview with him ever. Like, what is this dude like? That's a good question. No,
0: yeah, he's somewhat of an uh,
1: enigma. I mean, were there Guy Mariano interviews back in the day?
0: You know what? I think the first. Let me. there's a Transworld remember. one from, like, 94. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was the first interview he had, that one Transworld video. I mean, not video, Pro Spotlight. Yes. That's uh, where he does, like, the Switch Crooked Grind on the Chinatown Rail and, like, all that shit. It's pretty, like, iconic. But, yeah, somewhat of an, I mean, he seems like a party guy, you know. He does that one trick where, like, he, like, flicks a sig and then he does some, like, roll-on <laughs> 50-50 or something. That, that's a cool move.
2: It's pretty I mean, hard, even
0: though I'm not about cig butts on the Yeah, floor. cigs. Yeah, let, let everyone knows cigarettes are bad for you and everything, but sometimes they look cool. <laughs> this is the most. There's no Yeah, yeah. There's no deny. Sometimes like they look cool, but uh, yeah, we're we're being real with ourselves. Yeah,
1: yeah. Also, um, if we're talking about looks in this video, we also got to talk about hair because there's some definitely questionable uh salon visits like. A lot of frosted <laughs> tips, a lot of like weird sort of just like I just did whatever. Here's some hairspray. Like, how does this work? The frosted tips were were sick. Those yeah, those,
0: yeah, th- those <laughs> are sick. Like, it's hard to tell if they're being ironic or not. But uh, yeah, I think the frost tips are pretty dope. Like, definitely makes them stand out. Maybe, maybe that'll maybe that'll be the new thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 2019, 2020, were all about like your outfit or whatnot maybe move 2022 will be about like the hair like the hair that piece of the whole puzzle oh wow See, i think
2: I, I i do think it is like being ironic but at the same time it's like fuck it it's kind of sick looking and we're running it and we're skating yeah, yeah, really yeah. well so then it's just elevated to the point of god damn it that's pretty cool because
0: like <laughs> yeah. they're ripping you know yeah, like, yeah
2: if you're if you're ripping, like, like drops on the frosted tips yeah, yeah, like if, if you're ripping, it like,
0: doesn't matter. It's like they're running like giant, whatever, giant jean shorts and like half cabs, which is a sick look, and like some random pattern shirt or whatever, and some frosted tips. Like, yeah, but like if you're if you have like that kind of border control, or like Patrick says, like it doesn't fucking matter. All right. It's, well, you guys, it's the uh,
2: uh, real quick, it's the Mike Carroll braids theorem. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> theorem. Wow. <laughs>
1: Wow. You know what? Y'all have opened up a Pandora's box. Because if we're going to talk about frosted tips, then we're going to have to talk about uh, two of the worst black hairstyles of all time. (laughs) Uh, First, I'm going to talk about the process, which you used to see on Chuck Berry, James Brown and them, where basically you would put Uh lie in your hair and basically make it look like um, as straight as possible. And then the jerry curl. Do y'all think the jerry curl or the process? Probably the jerry curl. You know, because we're rounding the tip uh, of that nostalgia. Do you think the Jerry Curl is going to come back? Is there going to be some new pro, <laughs> some young brother or sister who's going to be rocking the activator and just, like, I don't know, like, could he shot, he shot with Jerry Curl? Can y'all picture it?
0: That would be, bro. <laughs> would be amazing.
1: I, I, don't, I don't think anyone
0: in any cultural avenue, like music, whatever, has brought back the Jerry Curl yet. You know what I mean? I haven't seen athlete, musician, anyone... Not even like Bruno Mars or whatever. <laughs> you know, I have. I I don't think he's. I'm not like a Bruno Mars like super fan or whatever. But like, I don't think he's even brought back the the Jerry curl. That would be wild. But who knows?
1: Like Tyshawn. like Tyshon, just doing the those tricks over the um the inward <clears> heel <throat> over the trash cans. Like I could picture. Like, can you imagine if say like a Tyshawn or an Ishad came through with a Jerry curl? Would it be Would it be too much? Yeah, be, uh, dude. I don't know. It would, It would be. Some shit. It would be crazy. I don't know. I feel like the culture would s- something. I don't know. It might like rupture the uh, space-time <laughs> continuum. But that that's
0: something I can see KB doing. Like just chilling, like in like a supreme like sweater with a Jerry curl.
1: I don't know. Maybe we are like, speak some
0: sweatpants.
1: <laughs> are we speaking it into the universe? The return of the we Jerry. Might be. I, I don't know. Because like we we've seen so many hairstyles come back. We've seen like the Gumby come back. We've seen the Kid and Play come back. But the Jerry curl and the process is it. You know, like now we're going deep into uh, black hair care, but I mean, hey, it's it's uh, it's as absurd as frosted tips, and it requires probably twice as much care. Like, there must be some skater who can pull it off. Like, think of how think of how tough someone would look if they look like that famous picture of Easy E on Venice Beach with the Nauta board, except actually yeah. able to skate.
0: There's this one character on Snowfall, this show Snowfall, that has a Jerry curl. So may- maybe. Like the cultural like capital of that show could rub off on somebody and they try to and they bring it back or something, but yeah. That'd be that'd be crazy,
1: bro. Well well and then like this kind of circles back to Alzheimer's place in skateboarding right now. I I'm convinced that there must be like this lowercase C conservative element in skating that is just so frustrated with them that just doesn't get it that they think like, is this some sort of big joke? And I love yeah. <laughs> it. Like I, I get off on the idea that they're that it's winding up some forty, fifty-something-year-old folks in skateboarding.
0: Yeah. Well, for for example, someone on on the slapboard was like, you know, I've, I've really never liked any of the music that Quarter Snacks or all-timers have used in their videos. Blah, blah blah blah. You know. So I guess some people are still.
1: Oh yeah, like all these people Definitely. get mad about trap music in edits. I mean, do y'all care? No, it's just like,
0: uh, whatever, the popular rap music of the day, it's like what everyone's gated to, you know? Yeah, I
2: remember, and this kind of makes me think of the, whatever my gripe was with the Quasi video and bleeps and bloops and organ shit, <laughs> you know? Like, I know there was, when the Illegal Civ video came out, like, I think there was, there was some, there was discourse on Twitter where, you know, I think young guys were like people are hating on this but this is what the the skaters actually listen to like day in day out and uh, yeah exactly it i think it just underscores it's like it's so it you can tell when people are skating to music they're actually into and psyched on and i think that that adds value so
0: however in in this video i think the uh that whitney houston song at the end was kind of cool was kind of cool you know what i mean that was a vibe yeah, the or Plus Whitney. Plus uh, deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Plus the middle song. I I Shazam that myself actually. It's this this dude Keith Sokola, who's like a uh, hmm. Native American, like some type of Native American singer songwriter or something. So that that was kind of cool as well. Kind of a shout out to uh the indigenous peoples or whatever.
1: Yeah, you know, via and, Dustin or and like that's like that's that's the thing I really like about Alzheimer's whole vibe is that. This is just them. This is just them being themselves. And there actually are people who are this weird and it's totally normal for them. But I can't help but wonder if this is, there's going to be a pendulum swing. So, kind of like how, for example, like FA and hockey and all of them, like that's the mainstream now, that there's going to be like an army of, like there's going to be like some army of skaters who are going to be like Chris Cole on steroids, who are just like, they're going to the spot, they're like, they're doing push ups and such, and then they're going and like they're doing big rails and, like like a like basically like zero army 2.0. Yeah, I mean it's out there
2: already in a way like takes on its many forms, but yeah, I enjoy like if 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 we were trying to nail that like we had the creeping suspicion there was a serious streak with the quasi video or at least some of us did who and you know, I I sure as hell couldn't put my finger on it or actually identify it, but I got the feeling like the all entire vibe and kind of yeah, yeah everything about you know it's it's just that less serious is this ironic is this what these dudes are into i don't know i think it's just more more my wavelength of what i'm looking for in skating because yeah, yeah. you know like skating's kind of silly and that's why it's good yeah yeah
0: plus their uh their graphics are pretty funny
1: have y'all skated any I of think... their boards I no I sir i have not skated a uh, skated a team board like um one of the ones with a little logo, just the repetitive logo uh wow, this is i think two summers ago. it was not bad it was actually it was actually not bad. I remember there was like a period where i remember there was a period where I felt like only like one or two shops in l a carried them now it's a lot easier to find um but I've noticed like i I've, I've noticed like uh, I've started to see their boards out in the wild a little bit more like y'all ever notice like there are some companies that they're hype they're all over the internet but you've never actually seen anybody rock their shit or anybody you know you know skate their boards or anything like that absolutely yeah i mean
0: well I, here in richmond there's only one shop like venue so pretty much like they just started carrying sour like a lot of quasi obviously like deluxe some girl chocolate like some dgk some uh skumko because um Tyler is, is pro for them so yeah like you mean like 917 or something oh
1: like I've, I've i've never seen a 917 board in the wild i've seen them a bunch and also on top of that i went to after going skating on sunday i went to a second hand shop and there was a bunch of 917 stuff in there and actually i got my i I, I Got my wife a um a Bianca Shandon t shirt because it looked like somebody just unloaded their box and <laughs> she she kinda likes some of their stuff. Um although she didn't love that Alex Olson out there video. You
0: made her watch that?
1: <laughs> this was all by choice. She's watched everything. She oh, watched she uh watched- oh, she watched Blessed twice. Oh damn. That's ride or die right there. <laughs> <But> <laughs> she said like this is super frustrating, like I, I don't <laughs> believe this is actually him <laughs> but yeah, like nine one seven I guess it's like an accounts thing. I just remember back in the day that, for example, I never saw anti hero boards on the east Coast, and what's weird here is like now i've no- the trend i've noticed is that the real block letters board, if you are over thirty five you have skated at least two of those boards in a row if you're in Southern yeah. California, like whenever I see old heads you know, I'm almost thirty-nine, always see him rocking that board. I mean, those boards are great and they're very easy to find, but like it's it's kind of trippy. You can definitely say like, all right, definitely an old head here. And if it's a younger kid, antihero. Uh, just the eagle board. They love that shit. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of that.
1: But yeah, for years I'd never seen an antihero board like just out in the wild. But that might just been in nineties, you know, nineties New York and then DC thing. Did
0: you skate any mini ramps or crusty DIY areas? It's usually where you find the eagle.
1: Back back then, no, I skated one mini ramp. My friend Billy taught me how to drop in, and that was that was it. Otherwise, never saw them. Yeah, I'm thinking about how Minneapolis. When I think we had
2: like maybe four locals who rode for Consolidated at one point, and like that that turned this whole city into Blue Cube. You know, (laughs) like like. Three quarters of every, yeah, three quarters of the kids in town wrote a consolidated board. Then once everybody was off that brand, like, I doubt you could, have, you know, a year later, I doubt you could find one of those boards in town. Yeah, the the regionality of certain brands is always intriguing. And, you know, some incredible project would be to somehow map it not that you could ever get all that information
1: but yeah probably not and I'm sure most of that information is long gone and the companies that, that had it have long since folded because oh my god I remember Mad Circle was really big 95 96 in ninety five ninety six in New York and maybe that was just because Scott Johnson Bobby Puglio or maybe that's just it just depend on what the what, what kind of accounts that the shop the shops have definitely the internet has changed the game online shopping you know it's ccs on steroids basically now you have parade too so and then also like i guess there's also like the whole collector's market too like the folks who just throw stuff up on ebay
0: yeah so. i uh certainly wouldn't be stoked to find
1: an old henry sanchez deck or
0: something on ebay mm. that i skated back uh, back in the day which brings us to the part of the show where we reflect on what we're stoked on mike what are you stoked on this week
2: Ooh, I'm stoked on and um, I had a stoked on that actually jinxed myself about getting out to skate like a month ago. <laughs> Still gonna say it. Stoked on getting my uh, COVID vaccine shot tomorrow. Gonna drive an hour and a half out of the Twin Cities to a uh, little outstate Minnesota to get the shot, but I am stoked on that uh, if you can. I'd say go get your vaccine and uh, didn't, didn't get to shout them out in the last section, but I'm stoked on Zared's Zared Beset's trick in the all-time video, I should say, clip backside flip on. um, It's a pretty damn steep Manhattan under a. I think it's under a train bridge bank spot. He gets a backside flip to switch manual. Um, Forever fan of Zared, probably probably one of the sneaky best skaters of our times. But uh, that's sneaky. uh, You know, I I think uh, sneaky. Yeah, yeah. I think he's slightly underrated it's always a silly conversation to have rated underrated properly rated but you know
0: he's a little underrated like he's been good for so long like ever like when did vicious cycle come out like 2004 or whatever Oh three oh four. 304 yeah, yeah. somewhere around there he's been like he hasn't really fell off since then so yeah a little, little bit underrated i would say amongst you know what i mean people that are on top of shit like he's correctly rated but in general i'd say he's like a little bit underrated
1: New York's Bobby Warrist.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
1: He
2: does have, like, the ability to do switch stuff that isn't stuff you do switch. I'll leave it at that. Patrick, what are you stoked on?
1: I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I am thinking about getting a Spitfire Wheels bucket hat to go along with my Patagonia bucket hat. Thank you, Mike, for the suggestion. I'm stoked on the verses from earlier this week. Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. I think the Isleys want it, but I'll throw it to Jason on that later. Um stoked on a new Village Psychic. They just put out a zine, Volume 1, and I copped that and one of the Aura t-shirts in yellow. I am ready for summer, and that zine is beautiful, amazingly printed. I think it's sold out, but maybe if y'all send enough emails, they'll do another run. Jason, what are you stoked on?
0: I'm stoked on uh, Venture Trucks out of San Francisco, California. I, too... And I, was, I am stoked on the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind & Fire uh, Versus. It's almost four hours long I waited for four hours for them to play uh, Who's That Lady, which you might know from um, the FTC Penal Code Ooh. video, and it was the Very last song they played after four hours Definitely stoked on that. I think, yeah, I too would say The Isley Brothers won it based on the guitar playing Of uh, Ernie Isley. Hell yeah Who's been a like shredder for like Mad Long? Definitely a fan. Of that guy's uh, shredding. Also stoked on you know basically like the talent that's coming out of Philadelphia right now. It's like fucking undeniable. Two f- videos from there: uh, Meridian, which is like an Adidas slash uh, skate John venture, and Down Bad, both like out of Philly. Down Bad is one of the best. I think someone mentioned this on Twitter, but it's one of the best video titles. In recent memory, so mm-hmm. yeah, especially that dude Chris Br- Brown like fucking rips. He has parts in both of those. So yeah, definitely stoked on uh yeah, Philly, talent coming out of Philly in general.
1: Jameer Brown, isn't he in there too? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he has a part in Down Bad. Is he is he is, is he about to take over Palace? Is he about to overtake Jamal? He
0: he's ripping. He definitely had a like a moment past uh past year. Like he switched backside nose blunt pyramid. It
1: is crazy, so who knows? I mean, the glasses game, it's very new Jack that's Swain. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, 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 like, he's definitely, like, uh, out there doing it, for sure. So, who knows? I mean, he's definitely been, like, ripping, getting exposure and shit. So, yeah, definitely a ripper. But, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check MostlySkateboarding.net for links, things we talked about today, and other show notes. Shout out Templeton for always doing the damn thing with the show notes. Until next time, you can keep it Keep up with us all week online. Patrick, where can the people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks, and you can find me on Instagram or Clubhouse. Still never on Clubhouse. I really need to get back to it at P. Cigongo. Mike, where can the people find you on the Bobby Digital Internet? Hmm. Uh,
2: both on Instagram and Twitter at M Munzenreiter. Jason, where are you on the webs?
0: On Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at Frozen and Carbonite, and uh, contributing to quartersnacks.com from time to time, just like our friend Mike here. So we'll see you guys next week. Later. Be safe. Good night.